video games were made to be played. Don't play yours? We know some people who will. We are Get Well Gamers, a charity who take your unwanted video games and consoles to give to children's hospitals and wards across the UK. Donating is super easy. Just head over to our website, getwellgamers.org.uk, to fill out our online donation form. You've played the hero, now be the hero. Welcome to the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast, your weekly dose of all things gaming. If you're new around here, I'm Jess and I'm joined this week by Pure Dead Craig, no Andy unfortunately. We are Scottish gamers and we host a weekly podcast every Thursday breaking down all the latest gaming news and new releases and we also publish written content and reviews over at puredeadgaming.com and you can find all of our social links in our bio, should you wish. In this week's episode, we're going to be looking at the month of August, what's in store, plus rumours of a new Nintendo Surface once again in this week's news and our first impressions on the new Twisted Metal TV show will also feature. Craig, hello. Good evening, Jessica. It might not be evening for everyone listening, Craig. But I said good evening, Jessica. So I'm saying good evening to you. I hope you're having a good evening. I don't give a fuck about them. <laughs> Our listeners, no. <laughs> no. no. Making a stand. Mm. Taking a stand. It's all about you, my glorious wife. Oh, that's nice of you to say. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Listener Alan has also now got a wife. Well, he does. Congratulations. Congratulations, Alan. To good friend and general non-bobag Alan mm-hmm. on getting married. It was 50-50. Not to be confused with Donny, also Alan. Who's also getting married. In like a fortnight, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was it was 50-50 whether she was going to run away. That is you know true. What I mean? mm-hmm. like, you were like, right, you are getting married, but are you, are you getting married? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because she could do better, let's be honest. I mean, not many people you know, have a, a sing-song to their wife on the night of their wedding to the song of It Wasn't Me by Shaggy. It was a strange choice. Mm-hmm. A very strange choice. I mean, is, that, also is, is that entire song not Shaggy trying to declare that he wasn't cheating? Yeah. <laughs> like, granted, he changed the words. Mm-hmm. It was hard to make out the words because he was A, uber pished, and not going into the mic at all, and he's not a singer. Mm-hmm. So all those combined. But he gave it a good go, to be fair. I'd like to see what he had written down, what the words actually were, because obviously he wasn't going to go with the original song because, as we said, it's a song apologising for cheating, which would be a, a bizarre move in your wedding night. It would be. <laughs> it would be one of those speak now or forever hold your peace things, mm-hmm. and then he starts busting into Shaggy. Mm-hmm. And then they decide if they want to go forward with the wedding, but no, this was at like 9pm. Yeah. Also featured at the wedding was the NFL draft pick order featuring some ducka hookah ducks. Hookah ducks, yeah. Hookah ducks to determine the order of the fantasy league, so... Aye, so it wasn't necessarily a draft, it was this is just to determine the order of what the draft will be. Again, a wedding not necessarily being the optimal 
time for that. <laughs> no. Although I'm, all said participants were present, so you know. It is good to see Sophie setting out her stall early doors. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like she's like, right, I know I'm gonna have to put this pish. Like he's just flapping it all out there on the wedding night, being like, right, you're gonna have to deal with this NFL stuff. I sing stupid songs. I get extremely drunk. But anyway, congratulations to them both. Yes, it was a lovely night. It was, thanks for Made having lovelier us. by my presence. Well, um, what else have we been up to this week? I'm on annual leave, which is... You know, it's nice, but... It it's is, more time with the kids at it, the same time. It is a week of child-filled activities. So, and I mean, I'm not saying I'm, I don't want to spend time with children, I do, but it's... It's a lot. Yeah. But I've made it a lot. I've booked things for us to go to. So Yeah, you were petting animals today? Yeah, it went a petting zoo. We're going to the actual zoo tomorrow. I don't know if we'll get to pet any lions or... Was it purposely set up so that you went to like a wee petting zoo today and then the big zoo tomorrow? Or you were like, oh, it's like... It's almost like the pre-show for the zoo. <laughs> no, I didn't. Just happened that My way. thought process didn't get that far, no. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just as well, though, because if you've done it the other way around, like going to a... Uh, shop and petting a couple of small animals would be utter shite after you've been to the zoo. That's true, yeah, probably. So you did it the right way around. Mm-hmm, I did. And yeah, look, are you looking forward to your trip to the zoo? Yeah, I think that'll be good. I fear plan, that plan after... to leave one of the kids behind in one of the cages? I fear that after um, our son, who's nine's uh, recent game that's been featured that what's it called let's play make a zoo or something i can't remember he's been playing it for ages it's like a bit a zoo sim oh yeah let's make a zoo yeah let's build a zoo maybe it's called um i fear that as we walk around tomorrow he's gonna be like well actually if they put the pen here rather than here and if maybe if they had some more toilets i feel like he's gonna be critiquing the zoo based on his gaming experience definitely <laughs> he's such a critical wee bastard as well and he will uh, he'll not be pleased with it he'll be wanting to have hold a meeting hold a round table with those in charge. Yeah. We, and then he's also moved on to bloody uh, Jurassic Park Evolution 2. Yeah. And so he's pretty much been non-stop simming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also the conversation after going to the shop today when we discovered some chocolate by Mr Beast, who's like a very famous YouTuber. I don't really know much about him, but he's no. huge in the YouTube space. Um so we bought some of his chocolate and the conversation on the way home was about profit margins and how much he's made from this chocolate. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa. He's such a dork. You are he? nine. He's such a dork. And then you just come home and tried it and we're like, it tastes like advent calendar it chocolate. Did. It did very much taste like that, yeah. I mean, what is the guy? Like, first of all, right, I have heard of this guy, but I don't keep up with the YouTube space. I'm not a tuber. <laughs> But yeah, I have heard of this guy and Mr. Beast. It's an unfortunate name, but it's a name that he chose. Presumably, yes. Oh, and he aims himself. He's got a children's audience, doesn't he? Um, I don't know what his demographics are. Maybe a wee bit older than that. Like Mr. a teen, yeah. So he's a, his target audience is teenagers and his name is Mr. Beast. I mean, it's a bit sus, isn't it? 
I've just googled um, and the question is how did Jimmy Donaldson choose Mr Beast as his YouTube alias to be fair anything's better than Jimmy Donaldson that's a <laughs> horrific name um, and it says in his own words when you create an account on Xbox they have this thing where it just gives you a random gamer tag and I was just like Mr Beast this sounds cool it sounds like you're a fucking sexual predator Mr Beast and his target audience is children and teens well, it's from his Xbox Gamer tag, so there you go. I'm Fun just fact. saying, if he ends up on the front page of the paper, I knew, okay? That's all I'm saying. And your fucking chocolate scam. I mean, he's even making chocolate for kids now. You know what I mean? That's proper predator behaviour. Willy Wonka style. Aye. He was up to no good. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. He did a chocolate factory. Mm. Do you know who was also up to no good? The Street Fighter tournament player who basically was playing in a tournament online and it was streaming on Twitch and he got through to the next round and when um, it appeared like the kind of pre-match, you know, when before you actually get mm-hmm. into the fight, um, the character he was playing had a nude mod on. <laughs> and they the were character like, he was playing as? Ah, uh-huh. so he'd obviously like applied a nude mod to it. Is he like a well-known and, player? Um, I don't know, but he obviously didn't. I don't know. Did he do it on purpose, or he didn't realize? No, I don't think so, because they had to cut the feed, and then he had to like remove the nude part and put clothes back on her. Um, so yeah, awkward. Yeah, that's brutal. See, also that sort of—I mean, that's fucking hilarious. I'm gonna have to search the clip. Evidently, he would normally play it, you know, nude. Yes. <laughs> Aye. And it's obviously just one character that he probably doesn't yeah. use as much, so he was like he forgot that it was still on. Yeah, yeah. Aye. But something that, that like flags up to me is that he could have other mods on that are perhaps helping him. Oh, like maybe. to me, mm-hmm. if I was overseeing this, I'd be like, first of all, great tits in your character, but also <laughs> what other mods are you run in the background here? Mm-hmm. Are you making things easier for yourself? Mm-hmm. Are you gaining an advantage other than the bouncing bosoms? I don't, I don't know, I didn't, I just saw the viral clip. I don't. I need to see this clip. <laughs> there's, there was also something with Tekken. So there's like a Tekken 8 closed beta just now and it got hacked and people were able to just download it mm. and they've come out and said that anyone caught playing this will be banned from online. So naturally that doesn't affect me at all and I might download it. <laughs> Being the, the huge online gamer that you are. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't really care about Tekken though, so I wouldn't do it. But I mean, if I could get banned from online, then that would be even, that would just solve any problem of people trying to get a hold of me. Like the guy that clearly thought you were above your pay grade when he phoned you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had, a, I had a wee bit of an incident at work. <laughs> uh, I answered a phone call last Friday and this guy who I didn't know started asking me questions about not necessarily my job directly but stuff sort of to do with my job and at first I was like I just went along with it you know as you do mm. it's like ah yeah yeah I that's yeah no you do that yeah yeah and then I think I was doing something else at the time so the conversation kept going and I just kept sort of giving this guy sort of reinforcement, being like, yeah, I think you'd do that, yeah, yeah. And then before I actually realised what was going on, 
and realised that the stuff he was asking me about, because while I was doing this, I looked him up on the directory and I was like, shit, this guy's pretty high up. And I'm like, is he meant to phone me? He's obviously, I don't think he knows what I do. And I'm like, I'm too far into this conversation now to be like, mate, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I don't deal with this stuff. Because I'd said yes and okay too many times. Mm. So I basically ended up having to like completely blag the advice and just sort of like eventually he was like, I suppose um, that that sounds like it makes sense, doesn't it? And I was like, ah, it makes sense to me. I think I think you'll be fine with that. And then he just went, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? I'm on holiday soon. And I was like, aye, cool. And what if he phones you again? I don't know. I'm just not going to answer the phone. I like made a note of the number and I'm like, I'm not answering that phone. I'm not answering that number again. But it's just, it's such a, like, I don't know, like, I do that a lot at work. Like, people phone me for advice all the time, and I'm like, I just sort of, I'm almost on, like, autopilot. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then this is just an example of it where I just got too far in, and I was like, wait, what? Oh, no. (laughs) And at that point, I couldn't fucking backtrack. But, yeah, I feel like at some point he's going to twig and go, wait a minute, that guy, that's not who I meant to phone. But, yeah, that was my only incident this week. Was it? That you can recall. No, I think I was incident free other than that. Yeah, I've behaved. Have I? <laughs> I don't know. Think so, yeah. We'll, we'll go with that. That's a, that's a win. A win for a week, I would say. Have you seen this Simpsons Hit and Run remake stuff? I've seen bits floating around... It really upsets me. I knew, I knew this was coming, right? It's not like I'm shocked by it or anything like that. So this isn't an official remake? It's like a... What's going on? So I'm not exactly sure how you pronounce the guy's name. It's... Do you want me to try? Because I'm really good at pronouncing names. I do. <laughs> yeah, so the guy's name, or his YouTube name anyway, is... It's spelled R-E-U-B-S. Rubes, maybe? Okay. Would you, would you go the same way? You're very good at pronouncing names, so. Rubes. I'm gonna say his name is Ruben, and that's maybe for short. I mean, it's not shorter, but okay, maybe it's his nickname. Anyway, this, anyway, this guy, right? I knew this was fucking coming. I'm, I'm, I'm was made aware of this. Roughly about the time he started, the guy's clearly a very skillful modder slash, I suppose, developer at this point. And he started like a YouTube journey. I don't know if this is the first game he's done, but he remade The Simpsons Hit and Run, which is a classic game. Mm-hmm. Like It didn't score particularly high, but folk love it. Folk have always wanted a remaster of it. It's basically like The Simpsons version of GTA. Yeah. Like, it's cool as fuck it's not amazing but like i played it last year did a video on it for a youtube channel and it's just it's a lot of fun especially if you're if you're into the simpsons the cars handle really well as well and stuff like that but it's massively dated like this is a ps2 game yeah and so he decided he was going to remake the whole thing and he did it in like sort of vlogs um over the course of i think it was maybe like 14 months or something like that 
and he's finally finished it now and you can watch his sort of final video showing it off it looks fucking brilliant i think it's an unreal engine 5 uh looks really really cool i think he's updated the gameplay a bit as well it's a fucking it's just really it's what everyone's wanted like mm-hmm. folk have wanted a remaster of this for years like petitions to get it remade but it's one it's not necessarily something that they would remake and two the license is very muddy like who owns the property who owns everything about it so it's not going to get done but he's finished this and it's not getting fucking released now people are annoyed about this i'm fucking annoyed about it i get it though like i knew the cock teasing bastard wouldn't put it out but I get it because... But is he allowed to? That's the thing. Well, that's the thing. If he... One, if he tried to charge for it, then they would come after him and be like, that's not fucking yours. Yeah. And they would do him. If he put it out for free, then he would be putting someone else's work essentially out for free because although he's remaking it, he's using... He's sort of upgrading the character models and stuff like that that are there. And he's using the same engine. So he's using stuff that's not necessarily his. Like, you can get away with it if you're doing it for personal use. Mm -hmm. But... There would be legalities around, certainly around selling it and definitely as well around handing it out for free. And so I get that it was always going to be something that wasn't going to be allowed to be released, but it's just so heartbreaking seeing yeah, that someone... knowing that there's a, a playable version of it that exists. Aye, knowing that someone has top to bottom mm-hmm. remade this game, that it's not a small amount of people that would love to replay this and it's just never going to get released. Like, I don't know. If I was that guy, maybe he is doing this, I would be trying to find out who has the rights Mm -hmm. and I would be shopping it to them and be like, look, people really want this. I've done it. Yeah. I will, like, how about you pay me for my time and you can fucking have it and you can put it out. Because other than that, what's he going to do? He'll play it himself a couple of times and then that's it. Yeah. It just seems like such a colossal waste. Like, don't be wrong, he's got now, I think over the course of the 14 months or whatever, he's like, he's now up at like 350,000 YouTube subscribers. I don't know if he was at before, he might have been semi popular beforehand, yeah. but he's, and he's certainly potentially grown. Got work or certainly a bit of an income stream off the back of doing it, but yeah. He's certainly grown from this. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure exactly what, but he is moving on to remaking another game now. He's starting another project. But mm-hmm. I mean, again, it's going to be the same thing mm-hmm. where you're going to be like, like, see, I swear to God, see if he comes near uh, Grim Fandango. I'll fucking riot. I'll find out where he lives and I'll sneak in and steal his hard drive. Okay, you do Because if there's a remake of that going about, I'm having it. You me, Rubes. Um, yeah, I also just am recalling that you've not had a innocent free week. Um, you got caught speeding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew there was something... <laughs> I knew there was something, yeah. 65 and a 50. Good job. Yep. See, to be fair, it's more the speed camera's fault. I think I was driving perfectly safely and it should have clocked that and gave me an allowance for it, but no. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Right, okay. Other than one work mayor <laughs> and a speeding fine. And, you know, breaking the law. Yeah, other than that, incident free. <laughs> Over the course of seven days, I still think I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. I've yeah. had no arguments with Greg's. None. Good. good. Anything else before we move on? Um, oh, 
these two lads that are that have made a a wee GameCube. I realise because of Nintendo's stupid naming conventions, that sounds like I've said a wee GameCube, as in no, but we we is a Scottish a term for small. Yeah, a wee and a GameCube and smashed it together. Although essentially that is what's happened because the thing does play GameCube and Nintendo Wii games. Yeah. When you say Wii, like small, how how small? Apparently it fits in the palm of your hand. Okay. And so they've made... I only got a quick look at this article, but so they've made, I think, two of these and they look cool as fuck. And seemingly rather than... As soon as you see something like this, you think, right, okay, so it'll have like, I don't know, a Raspberry Pi inside it, which is like a small computer, mm-hmm. and it'll be able to run like an emulator, which will run the games. Mm-hmm. But no, apparently they've used like a smaller chipset of the original hardware and so mm-hmm. you can play actual games like the actual discs like the wee disc uh, the sorry the gamecube discs mm-hmm. on it okay uh, and it looks really fucking cool but they're apparently giving one of them away in some sort of competition that no doubt nintendo will absolutely flatten before <laughs> it gets anywhere near announcing a winner because they do not like that and so if it has anything to do with the word Nintendo or GameCube on it, then they'll shut that shit down. But if they don't, Google it and get involved because it looks really cool. <laughs> Crazy gadget. So you need to contact. Crazy gadget. Yeah, it says here you can also attempt to build your own by performing your own Omega trim, but you should only try this if you have the necessary skills. Well, I mean, there's no point even like entering the, entering the competition then. I'll just get my Omega trim out and is that like a do you just get a wee is it like a shrink ray or I, I don't I don't know I imagine it's like Omega is like a shrink ray and the trim means it trims it to be smaller so you just like shrink anything and then it just still works you don't know what you're talking about so I'm going to move on before <laughs> <laughs> you make yourself sound even stupider um, okay, let's look forward to the week's biggest releases then. I'll just run through them. We can chat a little about each of the games. So first up, we have F1 Manager 2023. It comes out July 31st on Xbox, PlayStation and PC. Um, and yes, the intense world of Formula One coming alive for a new season of F1 Manager. There's 23 races, six F1 sprint events, new cars, new circuits, including the Las Vegas Strip Circuit, new drivers, new challenges. That's where your legacy begins. That's what it says. I realise that this is unfair because Mm -hmm. I am a person that really enjoys Football Manager, but the F1 driving games I find boring as fuck. So an F1 game that strips all that out makes you the manager and is essentially text-based. That sounds fucking awful. But there's a lot to it because, uh, you know, know, the driver is literally just one part I know. of F1. There's a lot of mechanics that go together to make it the fastest car on the track. Like I know, that's why I'm saying I, I think I'm being unfair because, yes. like, if you went into football, you'd be saying the exact same thing about that. It must, like, I mean, football manager to someone who doesn't like football must be the worst thing in the planet. So... Yeah, it's fair enough, but um, um, no. 
I have a feeling that I've got it on my fantasy critic thing. I don't know how it's rated. I should probably check that. Mm. I'm now not in negative points, by the way. Oh, there you go. Will I just have a quick swatch? Yes. I can't find my login, so I cannot have any swatches. Am I last? You are not last. Um, Squinny, unfortunately, takes that. Get up, you Squinny. Spot at the moment. Richard is first. I am second. He always does well. You're second? Yes. Have you had a lot of games released, though? Callum's third. Um, I don't think I've too many in comparison. See, you, you've sort of built up my hopes here by saying I'm not last. I'm a second last. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just before I get ahead of my station. Yeah. I've still got quite a lot of games to come out, though. And I think one or two free slots. Yeah, I have a couple of free slots, actually. Um... Oh, and it wasn't F1 manager, it was just F1 I had. And I got 14 points for that, so there you go. F1 got an 84, that's pretty good. Did indeed, yep. That's the thing. See, with this fantasy league, like, I don't know, there's always stuff, if you're shrewd enough about it, there's always stuff that you can get that will score you high. That's why Richard does well. Like He picks a lot of, like, indie games and that score high. Like, there's a game that came out, I think it was last week. We didn't even cover it on what's been released because I had one look at it and thought it was a shitty platinum. <laughs> but it wasn't. It's called Mr. Run and Jump, right? And you're like, guaranteed, nailed on, shitty platinum. I, I looked at like a second or two of gameplay and it actually looked, like the art style looked really cool, but I was like, nah, it's still going to be like a two-minute platinum. It got like an 89. Oh, really? Aye. No one had it. No one. 89. Yeah. So there's always stuff like that coming. Mm-hmm. You just need to. You need to spot it. You do. You do need to do that. Anyway, if one manager forget to fuck. <laughs> uh, another game, Vemba, came out 31st of July as well on PlayStation, PC, Switch, and Xbox Game Pass. So it's a short narrative cooking game where you play as an Indian mum who immigrated to Canada with her family in the 1980s. Now, I've been considering starting this one, kind of from some of the reviews. Like, I think the story um, is the pool rather than the gameplay itself. And I, I don't know, kind of from what I've gathered, it's like the connection to culture through food. I believe it could be a bit of a tearjerker. Um, the thing that puts me off is the art style. I don't mm-hmm, like it. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's been drawn with a crayon. <laughs> it's quite colourful and it's quite... Aye, yeah. Which is harsh. I realise that's harsh, mm-hmm. but I don't like the art style. And that's put me I off. Mean, but I mean, there, there's something to be said about that because it, it can. Like, I know what you're saying. Like, if you don't like the vibe of it, then even though it could be a really good game, you're just not going to... Yeah. The reviews are quite high. Like, yeah. it seems to be doing quite well. And it's quite short as well. Yeah, so... which obviously is up my street. Yeah, mine too. I might check it out. I, I saw that you can like, I think it's like a kind of two or platinum or thousand G as well. Again, mm, that kind of tickles my pickle. Yeah, it does indeed. Uh, so maybe, but my art style is stinking. <laughs> uh, Atomic Heart Annihilation Instinct, Instinct Expansion comes out August 2nd on PlayStation, Xbox and PC. So the quote reads, me meet a new enigmatic character as well as returning ones in surprising circumstances and dive deep into the AI's insanity to curb its annihilation instinct. 
Um, so this DLC, I think, is adding probably more of what you'd expect. New weapons, enemies, characters, and a glove ability. And your latest melee weapon is called the Kalusha. Yeah, I think people that like this, it's, it was such a divisive game, this. Like, obviously it didn't score as high as a lot of people sort of wanted it to, but then most people I know that played it really liked it. Like, Punk, he said it was one of his favourite games of the year. Um, I'm sure it was Couchy Review that he really enjoyed it. Andy played through it, he really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. What I played up until my save file got deleted, I really enjoyed so, yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, it's if the DLC can sort of integrate into the game, then I will sort of dabble in it when I go back to it, mm-hmm. when I get time, because uh, I'll have to start again. But I don't know. I, don't, I just... It's always the same with DLC. I'm like, I don't know. Who's going back for this? Like, there's so much stuff coming out. Even if you did really enjoy the game, are you really going to go, right, I'm going to download that again and jump back in? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I still haven't played the Horizon Forbidden West DLC. I'm going to play that before I play this. Yeah, I suppose. Baldur's Gate 3 comes out August 3rd on PC and Mac. Um, So it's a story-rich, party-based RPG set in the universe of Dungeons & Dragons where your choices shape a tale of fellowship and betrayal, survival and sacrifice, and the lure of absolute power. And you can pump a bear. That's right. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, PC and, hilariously, Mac uh, on the 3rd, and then it's the first week in September for PlayStation. And actually, didn't put it in the news, but I saw Larian Studios had come out and said that the Xbox version won't be ready this year. So I think they are planning to bring it to Xbox, so it's not been formally announced. But they said not to expect it this year. Noted. So, no animal sex if you're an Xbox player. Okay. <laughs> um, if you do have a PSVR 2, you can play VR Skater from August 4th. So this is a highly immersive street skateboarding game. It's a finely tuned mix between arcade and simulation. It's easy to learn but hard to master. And you can skate through a wide variety of urban environments, shred through the streets, take on challenges or chase high scores with complex trick combinations. I would like to try this, but it's got spewy vibes for me. It's, I mean, you're on a skateboard, so you're moving the whole time. And I, I, I mean, that, I'm not going to cope well with that. Yeah, I mean, it will be interesting to see how it works. So the game has been out on PC since 2021. It has very high reviews. The PR team got in touch with us back when it was supposed to initially launch because it had two small delays. It was going to come out in, I think it was like 20th of June, then it got delayed to 20th of July, and then it got delayed again for two weeks because of, I think it was trophy issues. Uh, and so now it's finally coming out. The codes aren't in just yet, but they will be by next week. So I'll I'll report back then on on how spewy it is. Mm. I'm the same as you. Like I think it could, you could get quite a bit of motion sickness off this. Although from the reviews I've read, you don't. So perhaps they've they've handled it pretty well. I know that you rather than it's. So it works with your hands, obviously, as it has to, because mm-hmm. that's where your controllers are. 
Um, and I think it's possibly like your left hand's the back of the skateboard and your right hand's the front. I'm not exactly sure, but like the reviews are good. They say it works well. I'm interested to see it. I mean, it's lots of. I mean, there's there's lots of stuff where you're moving at speed. Gran Turismo stuff like that. Mm. Like, the, and the PSVR two seems to handle it a lot better than than PSVR one did. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I I think at the moment we just need to go by the reviews that they've they've done it in a really good manner. Um, and obviously it's just a port for PSVR two, so it should work the same way. Hopefully, with maybe some improved graphics. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, but we should we'll be able to report back on it next week. I'll I'll test it out. We will do. Okay, this week's deal of the week is none other than the PS5. So if you've yet to get your hands on the latest PS console and have been considering it, kind of seems like now might be the time. With retailers selling the machine for as low as £399, some retailers, such as Amazon and Game, are also including a game in addition to the price drop. So it's probably worth shopping around. Like I've seen Curry's are doing like Lego Star Wars with it. Somebody, I think Argos had for Spoken. Um, also, the price cut is temporary with it's set to rise back up like later this month. Um, so yeah, that's for pick this week. Yeah, and I saw that in the UK, like sales had went up. It was like seventy five percent last week. Um, I think GFK reported that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, obviously, if the price is going to drop, it sales will go up week on week. Well, but... that's the thing. Yeah, you're going to get that. I think this is probably to do with the fact that there's going to be a new model of the PlayStation coming soon. Mm-hmm. Like we know that. I mean, it's not been formally announced, but we know that there is a version coming out with a detachable disc drive. And so I would presume this is to accelerate getting rid of the old stock. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, boost, obviously boost console sales at a time. It's smart marketing from Sony. Like they, they probably do need rid of these units, but we're at a time now where a lot of the sort of media shine is on Xbox for getting Activision. And while reports over here are... Microsoft gets Activision right alongside it. You've got PlayStation 5 sales soar. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's good It's good to have that opposite it. Mm-hmm. So between that and trying to shift units, yeah, I think makes sense. But mm-hmm. a good deal. It's the first... One of the first sales we've had on current-gen consoles. Mm-hmm. Other than the Series S. I remember it went down to like yeah, under £200 at one point. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. I did also see game were selling... M- like mega, I think it's just called mega now rather than mega blocks. But you know, like they're kind of like Lego ripoff. Okay. Um, they've got a Tesla model. Um, but it's like a a Tesla truck or something, and it was three hundred and forty nine pounds, but it's down to forty nine ninety nine. But I don't know who's buying that because. So you build a Tesla with mega blocks. Yeah. What kind of what kind of size is that? £349 down to £49 is quite the sale. I think it's maybe inflated. It's like a cyber truck. I don't know how big it is. It maybe looks about the size of a shoebox. I don't know. Jesus. <laughs> wow. So literally not a single human has bought that for £350. Probs not, no. And they've went heavy discount required. Yes. Right. Not sure that I'd spend 50 quid on it either. No. I'm not saying it's a deal, but, you know, I'm just letting you know about it. Aye, let's not, let, let's not put a name to that. <laughs> that fucking ex. Uh, 
I keep going to like go on to Twitter and then I'm like, where's that? I like, can't, can't find ah, it. Ah, because it's changed. It's so often. Such a strange move. You know how actually like you can actually customize your icons. I might have to just go back in and like uh, you customize can, uh... it to Twitter. <laughs> just... Yeah. That's quite, uh, you can do that obviously on uh, Android. You can just change it back. Yeah, I do that. Um, okay, moving on. Let's talk about some of the games we have played this week. Despite my current annual leave, I've not picked up anything new, and I really want to, but I'm struggling. Like I just don't know what to what to play. Despite there being so many games. <laughs> Sometimes that makes it more difficult. I know. Though. I think it is just a bit of the overwhelm, and I'm I'm cautious of jumping in something too big. Um, yeah. So I've just been, every time I turn the Xbox on, I just go, oh, Dreamlight Valley's there. I'll just have a wee switch of that. And then I find myself like an hour, two hours later, having, you know, played more Disney Dreamlight Valley. But it's good to have those comfort games. Mm -hmm. Like my comfort games. FIFA. Absolutely not. Oh, PES, sorry. PES 2021. (laughs) Like it's a game that I can always go back to and just keep going with my Master League. Yeah. And I think it's important to have those sort of comfort games, like for the boy, Minecraft. Like, he's always, like, yeah. I don't know, if he's between games or something like that, he'll always be like, right, well, I can just jump into that. Mm. And I think it's always good to have that kind of bridge, um, if you can, if you can help, obviously. But you're still enjoying it. Yes. Have you unlocked all the rest to unlock? No, still no. Who are you, who are you after next? Um, what the, uh... Disney character are you trying to track down and trap in your world of despair? <laughs> um... I've forgotten her name. That's terrible. The fairy godmother in Cinderella. But not my. I don't know how to get her. I don't even know if she existed. So she's new, she's news to me. Mm-hmm. Do you know? I was just thinking about this. I was thinking like how this game doesn't really get mentioned on the Discord. And then I, was, Chris on the Discord is a huge Disney fan. I suppose maybe because. It's just not his type of game, or it's also like it's, you have to. It's like, on free Play- on Game Pass. I, on, it's free yeah. on Game Pass just now, and you still have to pay for it on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you'll jump in when it goes free to play. Because mm. I, I mean, it is like if you're a Disney fan, it's a Disney fan's dream. Yeah, and it's clever. I, I don't know. It's quite cleverly done as well. Like, yeah. it has a lot of like I don't know fetch quests, I suppose. But it, I don't know the stories behind them. You're like, oh, that's quite cute. Like, yeah, because I, I don't know. Just like. I suppose I, I'm, I'm maybe going to ask Chris about that actually because like I don't know he'd, he'd maybe dismiss it as just like a sort of kids game but it's not really like I remember the weekend there I was on Twitter and I saw Chris Scullion from VGC and he was talking about that he'd had some sort of game breaking bug on it but he was like he'd saying like I've put over 200 hours into this and he's a fully grown adult <laughs> like I think it's just if you've got like an affinity for Disney then I think it's a game that will speak to you mm. yeah interesting and we still don't have a date, do we? Not that I'm aware of. Because we're looking at speed, Disney Speedstorms the 28th of September, mm-hmm. but still nothing for Dreamlight Valley. Strange. You wouldn't usually get a year of that. Wonder it's still going. quite buggy, though, to be fair. So. Hmm. Ah, well, it could be that then. But I did just say that guy was getting a game-breaking bug, mm-hmm. so I maybe they do need to add some shout first. Uh, I've been playing... A fair few things. The most notable of which is Remnant 2. So, got a code for this through. I think, actually, last week we spoke about... I think last week I downloaded it, but 
hadn't started it yet. Never played the first one. It's... I think you probably classify it as like a Souls-like, or maybe it's not, maybe it's just fucking hard, but it's got a lot of the same sort of like calling cards of a Souls game where like your health is called Vigor and stuff like that. Like there's, there's a couple of like, I don't play a lot of Souls games, but there's a couple of like telltale signs for me when I see like certain words that I'm like, all right, I see what you're going for. Like they're trying to appeal to that audience. And so it has the the main calling card of being hard as fuck. Um, there is difficulty options. So there is a Craig mode? There's not a Craig mode. Oh, okay. There's difficulty options, which made me think, oh, maybe a Craig mode. Not so. What happens is there's a normal mode, which is as hard as most Souls games, from what I can gather. Maybe it is slightly easier, but if it is, it's fucking slightly. And then there's three even harder modes. Yeah, okay. That I will not be touching. So I've played, according to the PlayStation, I have played six hours so far. I have not got very far, but it is one of these games where you continue to sort of level up, even in death. And so I'm having a lot of fun with it. The gameplay is really good. The enemies are really cool. The world's really cool. Like, I don't know what, it just, it's very Moorish to me and a lot of these type of games just aren't like when I was playing Elden Ring I think I got roughly halfway through Elden Ring and I did enjoy what I played and there was times when I was like yeah I want to put that on but I never really had a massive urge to play it Mm. whereas with this it was that same sort of feeling but way more way stronger like I started it on Sunday night and I got a fucking ass kicked and I just kept dying. There was this bit where it, this won't be the same experience that other people have had because it's, from what I understand, it's like procedurally generated. So my when I start the game, my world will look a bit different from other people's worlds. And so I got to this bit where there was like 10 enemies came at you at once and it was just a pain in the fucking ass. And I was like, you can play the game in co-op and I was starting to get the feeling that if you're not playing this in co-op, you're getting done over. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I was like, if I had a second player here, this would be really fucking handy right now because there's so many enemies coming at me from all angles. But I put the game off in a bit of a rage and I went to the shop and then I came back and I was going to shove something else on and I was like, no, I'm going to go back. And it was just, there was something pulling me back to it. And when I went back in, did better, got past that, got to the next checkpoint and then the next checkpoint. And yeah, it's one of these games that when I'm not playing, I'm thinking about playing it. And so I definitely want to continue with it. I don't think it's going to be something that I complete. I just don't think I've got the fucking required skill level, to be honest. But I'm having fun. I'm having fun trying. Like, I'm going to... But is there things that you can, I don't know, as you progress, apply that will well, make that's it the easier? Thing. I think with a lot of these games, like, you do continue to level up. So if you did really enjoy the gameplay, I think you eventually would fail so much that you would become a bit overpowered. Mm. And then it would by proxy become a bit easier and so I might get to that point because I genuinely do really enjoy the gameplay and it is addictive Uh, so so yeah maybe actually like we'll see I'll see how far I get with it part of the problem is that I'm really excited for Liza P which is a similar type of game Mm -hmm. and so I'm a little bit concerned about burning myself out 
like Liza P is more like hack and slash, whereas this is more more of a shooter. Although you can do both in each of the games, and so I'm a little bit worried about burning myself out in this type of game before Liza P because I do really want to play that. But yeah, we'll see how I go with it. Um, there's a few really weird things. So, see when you go into the map, this is it's it's not. A big deal this but it's just so odd a lot of the time you'll have like maybe like you would use the right stick to like zoom in and zoom out in the map or something mm-hmm. or like r2 to zoom in l2 to zoom yeah. out or even r1 to zoom in l1 to zoom out mm-hmm. this game has l1 to zoom in mm-hmm. and r1 to zoom out i've never seen that before i don't think it's always left to go out, right to go in. It must have happened in other games, but I was doing this and I'm like, every single time I press the wrong button, I'm like, why have they done this? It's so weird. So weird. I'd have to think about it and play a game to yeah. know I just what, honestly, you know like, I mean, like... let me, anyone listening, if you can think of another game that does that, maybe there is quite a few, but I haven't So it's just, you're saying it's the them. opposite way around from Aye. what you're kind and of... And I'm like, why have you done that? Intuitive. It's as if they've just done it to make it different or something. Mm-hmm. It's really maybe. strange. Or somebody um, didn't know their left and their rights. It's possible. It's possible. But they've made a fucking cracking job of the rest of the game. So, uh, Also, it's sold a million copies there. Uh, we got a press release today, so and they've sold over a million copies okay, in four so days. It's, it's doing very, very well. And it's rating really highly as well. Um, my main gripe, there is no fucking pause button. Mm-hmm. I know. Like I put this on Twitter. I put it in Discord. And some of the responses I got back was, of course it fucking doesn't. Shut your hole. A lot of stuff, people call me an idiot. Uh, people tell me to man up. A lot of general abuse. All fair enough. But it's annoying. As someone who has young kids that sometimes need attention. Like, you know, I mean, the kids will go out and they're playing in the garden. You're like, oh, I'll stick a game on. But then they want a drink or they need you for something. And you're like, all right. I have to be able to pause a game. I have to be able to just press pause and everything goes in stasis and then I can go out and I can see to whatever I need to and then I come back. I need the toilet regularly. I need to be able to go to the toilet and come back. But in this fucking game, no matter what you do, whether you pause, try to put, go into the menus, whether you go into the system menu, even in, I think in Elden Ring, there was a certain menu you could go into where it would, it would freeze the game. And a couple of other ones, if you sort of hold the PlayStation button and go out to the PlayStation screen, mm. it it stops the game. But in this one, even if you go out to the PlayStation screen, folk will keep hitting you. And so it's really, really frustrating because I don't get a lot of uninterrupted game time. And so I feel like there's times like at the weekend or whatever where I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll stick that game on. But then I'm like, nah, I'm going to get interrupted. I can't. So I can't even stick. I can't even start it. Like earlier tonight, um, I had to go up. Erin needed something after she'd went up to bed, and I had to like take the character, run, hide in a corner, and then go upstairs and just hope that none of the enemies found me. Yeah, it's not ideal, is it? No, and it's one of these things where you can be on a good run at the time, mm-hmm. and you're like, like at that time, I had just killed like a sort of mini boss. That I'd never managed to get past before. And I'm like, see if I can back and it's the fucking game over screen here because I've had to go upstairs. But what else can you do? And so 
from my understanding, like I realise the reason they do this is because they're so that people can join your game. And obviously, if someone else is joining your game, you can't pause because it would then pause it for them. Mm. But I've set it to offline mode. So I'm no one can join my game. I'm just playing myself. And I don't understand why in that scenario, they can't let you just stop the game. Yeah, um, fair enough. Yeah, we even got a comment on threads uh, from the Hypo Gamer saying lack of a pause button is due to go in the bin. <laughs> and he is fucking right. Well said. Straight in the bin. Okay, dokie. Uh, also, Oxenfree 2, Roll Credits. I really enjoyed it. Excellent game. I, I really, really like Night School Studios. They're just... I love their art style. I love the stories they tell. I love how, I said last week, how like fluid all the dialogue is and the conversations. I just, I really, really enjoy it. I, I think I still, After Party is my favourite game that they've made because it has everything that this has in terms of art style, in terms of good characters, in terms of good dialogue, but it's also really genuinely funny. Whereas Oxenfree is a more serious game. Uh, it was a really good sequel I think it was better than the first Oxen Free game. But yeah, I would I would say After Party is still their best entry. So I'd say After Party, Oxen Free 2, then Oxen Free 1. But really, really good. Uh, and it doesn't it's not too long. We completed it in four or five hours, something like that. Um really, really fun. I want to go back for the platinum, but it takes three runs, so I don't have the time for that right now. No, no, you don't. I do not. Um the Expanse, a Telltale series. I spoke about that last week. I was I was near the end. I finished the first episode of that. We put a video review up on threads and Twitter. And yeah, really enjoyed it. I gave it a 7.5. The story starts strong and it's, it's a much updated version of the Telltale engine. Graphics are really good. There is still a bit of loading times, which is a wee bit strange, but it's not too bad. And yeah, it's, it's kind of the telltale you know and love, but just upgraded, I think. And I like the way the story started, but with everything, like it's a five episode, uh, it's a five episode game. So it's going to deter, I mean, how good it is, is going to be determined by the next four episodes yeah. as well. And this is the one that's every fortnight or something that's coming out. Every, two, right? every two weeks yeah. they're releasing a new episode, which yeah. a lot of people hate. I like, I don't mind episodic games. Like see if there's other people that are playing it at the same time as you, I like that whole you go and you play an episode and then you talk to people and you're like, oh, what did you think? Or what decision did you make? Oh, I wonder what will happen next. And you get to have those conversations rather than them releasing it all at once. And then you're like, oh, where are you in the story? Oh, can't tell you in case that's a spoiler. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? You can just, episodes are like an hour and a half and you go and you play it and then you can discuss it almost like a kind of, like, where do you want the story to go? What do you think is going to happen with this character? Or did you make that decision or this decision? I like that. Um, I know there is problems with episodic games, like, especially if you don't have a release schedule. Like, Telltale got themselves into a situation where it was, like, episode one would come out, then episode two, like, two months later, then you wouldn't know when the third episode was coming out. But when these are two weeks apart, I think that's ideal. Mm -hmm. And so I'd like to see Telltale continue that when they go into, like... Wolf Among Us 2 and stuff like that, which is hopefully next year. Uh, and the last thing I played was Double Dragon Gaiden, Rise of the Dragons. Um, we spoke about it releasing Gaiden. last week. What? Gaiden. Gaiden Gaiden, I'm not sure. 
I would say Gaiden. Gaiden, okay. That will bow to your superior knowledge. But it's fun. It's old school fun. Like, I've always been a fan of the Double Dragon games. Like, I had them as... I didn't have that many games on the NES. Like, I was sort of like... I liked gaming, but I was way more interested in playing football. And so, like, the this, this sort of staples that I remember from my early days of the NES were like Mario, Duck Hunt, Double Dragon, Wrestling. Like, those were the ones that I played. And... I've just always had a soft spot from all that time uh, and it feels like the old games like it's just a 2D brawler uh, it's a lot of fun I know some people are a wee bit mixed on the art style it's a little bit cartoony in motion when you're playing it I think it looks really good uh, and it's a lot of fun so okay. it's probably the one I've played the least of but I'm looking forward to getting back to it, and I would, if you like the old school Double Dragon games, and you you sort of know what you're expecting, I would recommend it. Uh, and yeah, aside from that, we did get a code through for a game called Robotherapy, which is coming to PC, I think, on the eighth of August, I believe. I think the embargo is up today. Uh, it looks really cool. It's like a, a narrative game. It looks like it's got a lot of good humour in it. It appears from the trailer, like I think robots have sort of taken over the world, but now they're like, what, what now? And it's them going to therapy, and I think you might be the therapist. So, okay. But it looks like they've got a, quite a funny take on it. Uh, as it's for PC, I haven't started yet because my fucking laptop's still getting fixed. I've been waiting to get that back so that I can play it. Uh, so hopefully I'll be able to talk about that next week once I have... Uh, I'm also playing WrestleQuest. I can't talk about that yet, but I will be able to next week. So looking forward to talking about that. And also Jim from the Discord, he's reviewing Atlas Fallen for us. And so we should have more on that next week as well. Yes, stay tuned. Okay, so we got a write-in from Jason X, who said, there is no rest whatsoever this year. I just had a look at the scheduled games for August and it isn't seen and he asks, what are the th- three games that we're looking forward to most? So yeah, it's just sort of prompted us to take a look at the month ahead and the schedule of games that are set to come out. Will I just quickly run through the list? Um, Baldur's Gate 3, August 3rd, VR Skater that we mentioned August 4th, WrestleQuest August 8th, Legend Bowl August 9th, Atlas Fallen August 10th, Strays coming to Xbox on August 10th as well, Everspace 2 on August 15th, Moving Out 2 on August 15th, On Guard August 16th, Madden 24 August 18th, Texas Chainsaw Massacre August 18th, Mortals of Avium August 22nd, Smurfs Cart. August 22nd, Blasphemous 2 is August 24th, Firewall Ultra, August 24th, Ride 5, August 24th, Shotgun King, The Final Checkmate, August 24th as well, Armoured Core 6, Fires of Rubicon, which is the 25th, Agatha Christie, Hercule Pot... What? Hercule Pryo is the uh, investigator. Agatha Christie, Hercule Pryo... The London Case is August 29th. Sea of Stars, August 29th too. Under the Waves, also August 29th. Train 5, A Clockwork Conspiracy, August 31st. Ark Survival Ascend, August TBD. And Phasmophobia? What? Phasmophobia. Phasmophobia. What's that a phobia of? It's like a horror game that's huge on PC. Okay, so it's a TBD as well. 
So yeah, that's your list. It's quite a lot there. It has to be the best August ever for games. Like I was compiling this list before Jason wrote in, uh, just so we could like sort of outline the month ahead, and then we got this right in. So I was like, right, we'll just fucking fold it into <laughs> fold it into this ideal. Uh, but yeah, and this is only the beginning. It gets more mental in September, more mental in October. Cam's a little bit down November, December, but the next three months are going to be fucking mad. Um, yeah, well, I mean, what would you say? What 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 would be your three for this month? Yeah, I mean, I'm intrigued by VR Skater, as we mentioned. Um, moving out to, we've played a lot of these games together. Yeah. Um, also the cooking, what's it called? Overcooked. 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 We had a lot, a lot of fun with that. We played Moving Out 1. Um, mm. which I it? really liked the one tools up remember the one where you had to like take all the like fun no you didn't take the furniture out we had had to to like wallpaper the walls and stuff like that and you were like wallpaper and then fucking putting down flooring and stuff like that that one was really fun yeah you had to paint the walls and stuff it was a similar to overcooked but i just i like i really liked the sort of setup of that one because it was like time pressure as well i mean they're all time pressure but like i don't know like if you didn't get it done and stuff like that. Like. Yeah, yeah, that was my favourite of those. But yeah, moving out is a great concept as well. The first mm-hmm. game was a lot of fun. Yeah, and I remember from um, Summer Game Fest, Under the Waves, I really liked the look of that. It was a sort of like deep sea space exploration type game. Um, it was quite intriguing. There wasn't like the trailer didn't give away too much of, of what was going on, but... Um, yeah, that was one of my highlights of that show. Yeah. I thought it looked really cool. Um, so yeah, definitely intrigued by that one as well. It's one of those ones, I suppose, that, like you say, the trailer never gave that much away. So I was like, from the tra- from the trailer, I was like, I'm very intrigued by this. I'm definitely playing this when it comes out. But it could also go either way, couldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. that. What about you? Um, well, without giving too much away, WrestleQuest. <laughs> <laughs> Quite intrigued for that. Um... Um, quite a lot actually. Uh, definitely under the waves. So I'd say Wrestle Quest under the waves and maybe Firewall Ultra. I'm I'm I don't know. I'm I'm tempted to say no. I don't know. I really liked the first one, but then in my head I'm like, but it's an online shooter. Like, but I did really like. I actually played the first one. I enjoyed it that much, but like, I don't know. It's hard to say that that's my top three just because I'm like, you know, you won't stick with it because it's online. Yeah. But no, I I think I'll go with that. It was the first one was an exceptionally good game. So yeah, I'll say WrestleQuest, Under the Waves, and Firewall Ultra. But I mean, there's loads of games I want to check out there. Like, again, without saying too much, Legend Bow. Quite interested in that. Um. Moving out too, obviously, as well. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre looks quite cool, although you do have to play that with real people as well, which is a bit annoying. Um, real people? Real people. The Ag- those Agatha Christie games are fucking excellent. I think like, that's actually something that you should maybe look at. Mm-hmm. We've got the previous one, The First Cases, and it's really cool. It's like proper like investigating and solving murders, mm-hmm. like, but really nice art style, really cool games. Uh, definitely take a look at that. Interesting phasmophobia as well. Like that's been like a phenomenon on PC for a while. 
I think it actually might be coming to PSVR 2 as well, which is maybe like a, a bit on the terrifying side, but also mm. quite cool. And I'm definitely interested in Atlas Fallen. I know that, like I said, Jim's playing it just now. I don't know what his, what his thoughts on it are, but the trailer looked cool. It did look quite interesting. I liked the sort of... It wasn't... Like, you were just sort of like the... The traversal looked good, and the combat from the small amount I saw looked pretty good. So yeah, I'm interested in that as well. It's it's a it's a mad month. I mean, for a for an August, usually that's the calm before the storm when you can kind of catch up on the stuff that you've missed so far in the year. Mm-hmm. But there's not going to be much time to catch up here, and then September's just going to absolutely ride you. I mean, that's one way of describing it. Yes, pretty much. Okay, let's take a look at the news. Okay, first up, Nintendo's next hardware generation is set to kick off in the second half of 2024, according to VGC sources. This is direct from their website, quote, According to multiple people with knowledge of Nintendo's next-gen console plans, the company is likely to release new hardware during the second half of 2024 to ensure that it has ample stock available on day one and to avoid the kind of shortages seen with the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S. Although specific details on the console are being kept closely guarded, those VGC spoke to indicated that next-gen console would be able to be used in portable mode similar to the Nintendo Switch. Two sources VGC spoke to suggested that the console could launch with an LCD screen instead of the more premium OLED in order to bring down costs, especially considering the increased storage needed for higher fidelity games. The current Switch comes with just 32GB of internal memory, while many current-gen PlayStation and Xbox games are over 100GB. Like its predecessor, the new Nintendo console will also accept physical games via a cartridge slot, the sources said. Other details such as backwards compatibility, support for Switch games, physical and digital, remains unclear. Nintendo has said it wants to convert as many Switches 100 million plus user base as possible to its next system, although some third-party publishers are said to have expressed concern that legacy support for Switch games could negatively affect sales of next-gen titles. I feel like this is sort of... It's it's sort of in line with what we expected. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if... If someone was to have said, like, oh, when do you think the next Nintendo console would come out? I would have said 2024. Like, I don't, I don't think they can hold out further than that. I know the Switch came out in 2017, so you could say, well, seven years. I mean, that's... It's not the longest generation going, but the Switch was underpowered when it came out. That's the thing, like... Yeah, like, the Switch is pretty much on par with, like, a PlayStation 3 and an Xbox 360. Mm -hmm. Like, it's... And don't get me wrong, this new one is probably going to be maybe a PlayStation 4 Pro. It's not going to be as good as, like, the PlayStation 5 or the Xbox Series X. Like, it's just not going to be, because what Nintendo's form factor doesn't really allow for it. Like, if you were to do that with something the size of what we expect the Switch 2, and I'm going to continue calling it the Switch 2 or the Super Switch, 
is it would just be too cost prohibitive. Like they're not going to sell their console for eight hundred pound, and that's what they would need to. Mm-hmm. And so, I I don't think Nintendo need a console as powerful as like the PlayStation Five or the Xbox Series X. I think they can get away with it being less, but they just don't want to get too left behind. And I feel like they because of that, they can't go much more than 2024. Like, even indie games that are coming out now for, like, PlayStation 5 and Xbox series would struggle to run on yeah, Nintendo. Possibly. And a lot of their sort of appeal outside of first-party games has been, well, we get all the good indie games. Like, they can't get full, like, full-fledged versions of FIFA. They can't get big third-party games like the Dead Space remake or anything like that. They just can't run that, but they can get, like, Dredge. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, stuff like that that comes out and is really highly rated, and that keeps you going between Zelda and Mario and stuff like that. But it's going to get to the point where those games aren't going to run, and that's going to be a problem. And so, yeah, I think the second half of 2024 makes sense. What doesn't make sense is it's right at the beginning of VGC's article where they say that they're trying to avoid the problem that PlayStation and Xbox have with the shortages. Nintendo love a shortage. Well, yeah, supply and demand into it. Like, that's what will push the price up. Like, when the Wii came out, Nintendo, I'm, I'm sure they've almost... I think they pretty much had to admit this, that they were, they were like, controlling shortages. Like, see when the Wii, when you couldn't buy a Wii anywhere, that was because Nintendo, like, Nintendo saw it as a marketing opportunity. Mm. Like, folk running about from shop to shop trying to get a Wii. They could have got more out there and they just didn't. And so, I don't know, I, I'm sceptical about that, that Nintendo are like, oh, we need to make sure there's enough for everybody. And that, I don't think they'll give you a know, fuck about that. Obviously, the reasons behind the previous shortages, you know what an impact from COVID which has not occurred now that like a lot of that's been resolved as far as I'm aware so like that shouldn't really be an issue the interesting thing for me as well like that you know they're hoping that everyone who's got a Switch is going to go alright okay we'll buy the new one now and I don't know I, I just query how quickly everyone will move over um, depends on software mm-hmm. I suppose and that's the thing like they're saying like you know if there's the publishers are said to express concern that legacy support for Switch games could negatively affect sales of next-gen titles. And, yeah, be an interesting one to see what they do. Yeah, I mean, you look back, the last proper 3D Mario game was Mario Odyssey. It came out in October 2017. You have to imagine that they must have something that works, possibly for the launch. Yeah, for the launch. Like 2017 to 2024. I mean, you wouldn't be expecting it much later than that. Mm. And so, like, a way to get something like that would be don't make a Switch version of it. Like, make it so that this new Mario game, you need the new console to play it. And I don't know whether they definitely will do that. Like, in the past, like, with Breath of the Wild, like, it worked on the Wii U Mm. and the Switch. Mm -hmm. And so that meant if you were just interested in Zelda, you didn't necessarily have to upgrade, although who the fuck could a Wii U? Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think they need to have a couple of big games ready and be like, no, you need the new system to mm-hmm. play it. Mm-hmm. 
and then that will make people jump because Nintendo have got such like a, a fan base that are like they will just lap it up anyway. And then if they do, and then the the software comes alongside it, then people will go. Yeah. But yeah, I, th- I think an LCD screen makes sense as well because you want to keep the cost down. If you're wanting people to move on to the next generation, then you need to make it cost effective, especially just now. Like they need it to be three hundred pound or something. Mm-hmm. If this comes out in a six hundred pound, it's not going to do well. Yep, I agree. Uh, next up in the news then, Polish studio CD Project Red has announced it'll be cutting around 100 jobs in the very near future as part of a structural reshuffle. Adam Kaczynski, CEO of the company, said, quote, To meet our own high expectations and ambitions to create the best role-playing games, we not only want to have the best people, but also the right teams. He says... Adding, the studio needs teams that are more agile and more effective. He continues admitting that CG Project Red is overstaffed and that it doesn't have other opportunities for some staff going forward. The outcome is the studio parting ways with around 100 people, which is roughly 9% of the entire team. I mean, he says they don't have other... I don't know if they don't have stuff, but are they not making a fair few things? They've got about three new Witcher projects in the works. They confirmed they're going to make another cyberpunk game. Mm-hmm. They are working on that obvious cyberpunk expansion just now as well. So, aye, they do. Although I suppose if 100 people is 9% of their workforce, then yeah, they've still they got obvi- a lot of people. <laughs> they obviously have quite a big team. It's interesting that they think they can cut 100 people and be more agile. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I wonder if they just... I don't know. I mean, it, it could all be PR talk. Like, this is, I think, the third time in three or four months that they have had staff cuts. Mm. So this has happened twice already, certainly this year, where they've been cutting people. And so it is a little bit... I don't know, it is a little bit of a cause for concern. But then, yeah, may, maybe in the lead up to cyberpunk they were just throwing bodies at it and thinking that'll solve the problems that they clearly had at launch with that game and that doesn't always work like you can't always just add more people and expect it to work so i mean maybe now they are trimming the team but they've got specialists in each area and it will see you could trim a team and also still become more productive if you've got the right people in place so hopefully it's that. The other thing is they could be cutting overall costs because they're planning to be acquired. Like just mm, their overheads. Too. Yeah, yeah. When when Microsoft getting Activision, Microsoft are gonna be back in for more teams, PlayStation are gonna be looking to pick people up. We know Tencent are wanting to pick people up. You if you are planning to be bought you trim your overheads and you try and make yourself more attractive to potential buyers and it could be that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, next, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, the upcoming Jet Set Radio-inspired game from developer Team Reptile, now has a date for PlayStation and Xbox. It was initially dated August 18th on Nintendo Switch and PC and is going to complete the quadruple on September 1st. Yeah, this looks pretty good. There was a trailer a couple of days ago and it's basically 
Jet Set Radio. Like it's it looks exactly the fucking same, but folk loved that game. And so this it looks cool. I think it could be quite good. Mm-hmm. Looking looking forward to trying it out at some point. Not necessarily day one, but I'll keep an eye on it. Yep. Uh, sea of Stars, which we mentioned, releases on August 29th, is coming to Game Pass and PS Plus Day One. Uh, the game had previously been announced for Game Pass, but we now have confirmation that it'll debut in both. Is this the first game that that's the case that's been on both? I think so. Hmm. I, I'm almost certain it is because, well, first of all, you could count in probably two hands the amount of times a game has debuted on PlayStation Plus like day one uh, in its history but almost always whoever gets the deal it's a timed exclusive isn't it yeah Yeah. Mm. or it's certainly and we've seen thanks to the Activision stuff that a lot of the time it's in the contract like if Microsoft make a deal for Game Pass a lot of the time it's in the contract that it then cannot come to PS Plus for an X amount of time Mm -hmm. so an interesting deal, yeah. yeah. It's very strange that it's coming to both. I mean, congratulations to the team. They must have got a decent-sized bag of money off both. Mm-hmm. So, And the game looks pretty good. There's a demo out for it now. Not necessarily your sort of thing, Jess. No, it's I a, had to look at it. But yeah, yeah turn-based, mm-hmm. pixel art. But I think it's going to do pretty well. Like, folk are pretty excited for it. So, mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, Media Molecule is planning to sign off Dreams with a bang. You may remember the Creation Suite launched with Art Stream, a small game made by Media Molecule themselves to showcase the tools. Um, and in a swan song for the service, the team will release Tren free to all players on August 1st, the same day as the game lands on PS Plus as well. So it's described as a game about a wooden train set that packs the same warmth, whimsy and charm as any of its previous works. It's kind of cool, this. Like, yeah, when Dreams launched, Media Molecule put out a game that was maybe between an hour and 90 minutes long. Probably, aye, but maybe an hour and 15 minutes or something like that. And it was really cool. Like, it, it showed off... It was a game that had, like, a couple of different styles. And it sort of showed off some of the things you could do you in could Dreams. Be, yeah. And I remember playing through it and being like, that's really cool. There's, I, I can't believe this was all made with this creation suite. Mm-hmm. And then... I think they maybe did put out one or two other things, but not really. They mainly focused on like sort of supporting other like creators and what they can do and updating from that sort of standpoint. Uh, so it's cool to see them make something like right at the tail end here, just to be like, here's one last thing from mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And by all accounts, from the people that have previewed, that apparently it's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really cool wee game. Um, obviously, we, we kind of mocked the fact that this game is coming to PS Plus sort of for its funeral mm-hmm. but it is cool that i don't know like anyone jumping in now you're gonna have what four years worth of creations that you can that you're gonna be able to like jump into and search for like a lot of people have made a lot of cool really stuff, yeah. cool shit in this game yeah. and they do have like staff picks and stuff like that so you'll be able to go in and sort of like check out the most liked stuff the highest rated stuff so like anyone with ps plus that's sort of on the fence i I recommend downloading this like there's lots of cool stuff that you'll be able to check out now it is ironically the best time to jump in uh 
the only thing that's annoying is that they did bring VR support to it, so people made some cool VR stuff, and then they've never brought it. They've never like added PSVR two support. Yeah. So the only way you could like touch it in VR is if you fucking hook up your PSVR one with your ninety six cables, which nobody's doing. Um, and obviously with them now moonlighting this, it's not. It's never going to come. You're never going to get PSVR to support. But but yeah, check it out. Um, and yeah, just on that sort of note, PlayStation has announced PS Plus Essential Games for August. They are as follows. PGA Tour 2K23, that's PS5 and PS4. Dreams, PS4. And Death Store, PS5 and PS4. I am quite the fan of death store are you really um long long-term listeners of the podcast will not remember but i love this game <laughs> easily one of my favorite indie games ever a genuine classic if you haven't played it sort your fucking life out and make sure you play it also we just spoke about dreams but pga tour 2k23 Again, long-term listeners or Discord members may be aware that last year with the 2K22 game, we had the Pure Dead Gaming League. Mm-hmm. And we would each week you would set a course and then everyone would get to go and have, I think it was two rounds of it, and you would post your scores and then it would see who would win for that week. Uh, Callum is setting it up for this game now. Oh, cool. Uh, good timing, obviously, coming to, to PlayStation Plus. A lot of people have access to it. There is also... So last year it was a bit of a pain in the ass because there was a couple of people played on Xbox and they didn't mix. There was no transfer, so you couldn't all be in the same league. So it was like an Xbox league and a PlayStation league. Okay. And there was like eight in a PlayStation league and like two in the Xbox league, which was shit. Yeah, it defeats purpose, yeah. doesn't it? But this year, everybody can join in. Yeah, that's it's good. It's like a circle. Very good. Yep. Uh, and so, yeah, we'll be... We'll be checking that out as well. So I guess maybe join the Discord and you can get details on that in the community gaming channel. Mm, good. And yeah, I guess it would not be it would be rude not to follow on with Microsoft's equivalent, uh, their first batch of Xbox Game Pass titles for August 23. So we've got A Short Hike, Celeste, Broforce Forever, Airborne Kingdom, Limbo and Everspace 2. Staggered, you know, from the first half of the, the month. I loved A Short Hike. A really, really fun game, actually. I think you'd quite like that, Jess. Was it like a little bird or penguin type thing? Uh-huh. Yeah. And you had to go around and you got like little missions off of all the people on the island yeah, that had to do yeah. stuff. It was it had a really touching story as well. Like I I really enjoyed that was one of my favourite indie games of the year. Uh I think it was maybe twenty twenty one. Really fun though. Really, really good. Uh, also, I know that Bro Force Forever is getting a fair bit of hype as well. A lot of folk are quite excited about that. All the bros out there. Um, it's a I can't hilariously tell you being serious or not, are you? No, it's maybe good. I, <laughs> okay. I, it's a hilariously explosive two D action platformer. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm sure I saw something about it that was like, I don't know, some like famous IPs coming to it as well like mm. maybe I don't know if it was 90s action films or something like that but okay. yeah check it out I think it's meant to be pretty good as well yeah Limbo as well if you've not played that before then aye if you somehow haven't played Limbo mm. then aye, play brilliant Limbo. play Limbo it's a great <laughs> game 
Cool, okay, and lastly, um, according to VGC, who have been pretty busy on old leaks this week, has to be said, the sequel to 2020's Immortals Phoenix Rising has been cancelled. Sources claim that this is down to Ubisoft deciding to focus almost exclusively on their biggest hitters to minimise financial risk. So essentially, the Assassin's Creed factory grows... By the day. It would seem that way. They have so many of them in the pipeline. That, yeah, what yeah. was it, like 13 Assassin's Creed games? Yeah, go a couple of episodes back. We listed them all, I'm sure. We spoke yeah. about them. I think Ubisoft are just, they've had too many misses recently mm. and I think I think they're just in a, they're in a state where they're only greenlighting things that they think are can't miss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which... It's a shame. Like, the it is it really is like again i wouldn't necessarily recommend it to you right now because you're coming off back-to-back zelda games but immortals phoenix rising is a little bit zelda mm. like from what i've seen and from what people have told me i haven't played it myself i've wanted to get around to it and haven't but it's a game you would really like I think you should play it at some point, just not after you've just played two of those games and mm-hmm. it's not on the same level as Zelda, but in yeah. other ways it's it's really good. Um, but I, I don't know, like, Assassin's Creed 1 wasn't this amazing fucking blow-away game. And look what it turned into. Mm. Like, I feel like Ubisoft have been quite narrow-minded. Like, sometimes the second game's the one that takes off. You could make 11 Assassin's Creed games and make Immortals Phoenix Rising 2 instead of 13 Assassin's Creed games. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just... It's disappointing. But Ubisoft can do Ubisoft. They will indeed. Um, Okay, just a few quick dunts, as Craig likes to call them, to wrap up the news. So there's a four-hour trial of The Witcher 3 been added to PS Plus Premium if you are subscribed to that. Lara Croft and Nicki Minaj are coming to Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2.0. Armored Core 6 is apparently five times the length of previous games. Sessions Session Skate Sim has added free Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle DLC to coincide with the new film. How was the new film, Craig? You have been to see it. Really good. It was really good. Uh, I think I put up in a tweet, it was less than two hours, plus. Oh, it was a plus? It had a really cool art style, but didn't spend half the film going, look at our art style, Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, and it had a really good story. I really enjoyed it. Ice Cube was fucking awesome as a villain. Mm-hmm. Really good. Cool. Uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 Turbocharged is getting Fast and Furious content sometime after launch as well. And the next content expansion for Cult of the Lamb will now be released in late 2023. It promises added cult depth and additional story elements. Nicki Minaj in Call of Duty. I mean... To shoot? Do we... I mean, do we kill her? Like, is that... It's just like a character skin. I mean, you can. If somebody else buys her, you can shoot her, yeah. Seemingly, she is the most followed rapper on... Instagram, I think it's she's got like twenty million followers, more than any other rap on the world. Probably. I've not heard any of her stuff for years. She was really good when she was first breaking through, but then she became too pop for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it it feels a little bit like I don't know. Call of Duty's like 
Ah, look what Fortnite's doing. Yeah, money, money, money. But I don't know, like, I, people seem to think that Call of Duty is this infallible juggernaut, and I think it is to a degree, but I don't think it's completely bulletproof, and I think too much of this shit could... Maybe it'll work, but I don't know. I think you've got a base of people that play Call of Duty that are like, I don't fucking like Fortnite. Mm-hmm. And I think if you try to bring too much of this stuff in, like, I don't know, see people that are like, there's lots of people that have like, I don't know, proper life or death Call of Duty squads. And when they see Nicki Minaj fucking pinging around the battlefield, they'll just be like, nah, fucking fuck this. Mm-hmm. Is there a new battlefield coming out? Because fuck this. I think they need to be a bit careful. Yeah, perhaps. Okay, that is all for this week's news. So this week, instead of a movie review, we are going to take a look at Twisted Metal, the new TV series that dropped on Peacock services this past week. It's an adaptation of the classic PlayStation game of the same name, although it isn't quite an adaptation of the video game storyline because Twisted Metal was never a sort of plot-first franchise. It's a demolition derby where players select from a gallery of colourful characters to drive around a dangerous track shooting missiles at the other players until one is left standing. Um, Which is obviously not a whole lot to base a TV show on. So instead, Twisted Metal follows John Doe, played by Anthony Mackie, in an American wasteland. His job as a milkman is to deliver packages between the various walled-off cities across the post-apocalyptic country in a souped-up weaponized sedan. It's a pretty lonely, not-so-luxurious life and he's offered the opportunity to come live on one of these walled-off cities so he can deliver a package, if he can deliver a package, to the dangerous city of New Chicago. It's a tall order, but it's one he's willing to attempt in order to live a life with less violence and more normalcy. Um, obviously along the way he encounters various characters from the Twisted Metal franchise such as Agent Stone, Quiet um, and Sweet Tooth with, who's played with Will Ar- by Will Arnett as the voice and Samoa Joe as the physical actor and um, we'll, we'll talk more about that um, and yeah lots of others as well it's a very colourful cast of characters and they're all brought to life with a yeah talented all-star lineup. I would say um, so yeah h- how far through are we in this? We've watched the first six episodes Okay. so there's ten in total so we've got four left. Yeah, we'll obviously not story spoil anything as yeah, we talk especially about it's, this. It's relatively yeah. difficult to get a hold of in the UK as well, so we'll keep it spoiler free. Yeah, but we'll give our thoughts equally. Um, I, I think, you know, like you say, we're six deep so far. I think it's paced really well. A lot mm-hmm. of these kind of shows have got used to this hour-long format and well, like that does work for many people or for many many shows, it's it's I think sometimes there can be a bit of filler yeah. that's unnecessary and kind of drawn out seasons. But I think opting to stick for this 30-minute runtime across 10 episodes sort of, I don't know, so far it's felt quite focused and it's the, the momentum doesn't really feel like it's slowing down do you know what i mean like even even that there's like some flashbacks to sort of fill in the backstories of characters but i don't know that they still progress the story in a significant way in each episode which i think is really good yeah there's been some nice like flashback not full flashback episodes but like decent flashbacks to sort of fill in backstories and stuff Mm -hmm. like that that i've quite liked um 
and obviously with it being like an original story like you're not going to get to episode seven and all of a sudden just like skim past a university or anything <laughs> fuck off you're lucky andy's not here ripping you a hole for that if you're confused uh craig was very upset about the university episode in the last of us and could not get over how short it was and here um, he is again i'm so upset that he wasn't here for that comment <laughs> i might clip it and send it to him just to fucking wind him up um <laughs> But yeah, I I think it's paced brilliantly so far. Like they've, mm. uh, it's got a decent amount of humour in it as well. I think mm. Anthony Mackie's really good. Yeah, we'll come on to that. Then what what do you think of the casting? Like, because it is a pretty star-studded cast. Yeah, I didn't realise how star-studded it was. Like, I had checked out the trailers, but I hadn't necessarily been like I don't know following it too much, and so. Yeah, when Stephanie Beatrice turned up like from Brooklyn Nine Nine, I was like, "Whoa!" Or Encanto, as many. Or Encanto, yes, <laughs> of course I could forget her. She's the main character in Encanto. She's also a voice, right? Yeah, yeah but... like you might not notice her, but you would go, "Oh, there's Rosa from Brooklyn Nine Nine." <laughs> uh, but yeah, she does a great job. Um, big fan of her. Uh, it was interesting to see Nev Campbell turn up. I mean, I would call her Neve, but okay. You can call her whatever you want. But I just, I've, I've not seen her in ages. Mm. I'm sure she's been doing stuff, just not stuff I've been watching. But, um, but yeah, I feel like she, she plays quite a cool. Again, without spoiling, she's, she seems like quite a cool character. Um, and yeah, as far as like Sweet Tooth goes, that was one of the things I did know beforehand. Like Samoa Joe, of wrestling fame. Uh, was going to be doing the the sort of physical acts, and then Will Arnett was going to be the the voice. And I remember at the time thinking, I don't know, I almost felt like a little bad for Samoa Joe, where like he was going to be doing the sort of, like the physicality and not necessarily getting the credit for it almost. But when you watch it, I think they've done a really like Sweet Tooth to me is a really cool character in this. I've every scene he's in, I've loved. I don't think it would have worked with Samoa Joe doing the voice. Like it needs the sort of bombastic over the topness of Will Arnett. And I don't think it would have worked otherwise. But you at the same point, you also need like an imposing figure. And Samoa Joe definitely is that. Mm -hmm. And so because of the mask and you can't see his mouth moving at all, I think it works. Oh, absolutely. I think he absolutely steals the show. Um, He's like easily the funniest character so far. He's obviously this big mass murdering hulking man wearing a clown mask driving an ice cream truck. Do you know what I mean? And um, I think, you know, the the series is written by Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, who like, I I mean, I don't really know writers it's not something i follow but mm-hmm. when i saw that they are the guys behind deadpool i was like okay i can see that definitely mm-hmm. in the sweet tooth character like oh, I, yeah. do you know what i mean yeah um, he's a kind of character that would turn up in deadpool yeah um but i i think he i think the sweet tooth character is almost like personification of the series like he is violent like brutally oh god but I... really i don't know goofy and likable yeah. at the same time you're rooting <laughs> like, for him uh-huh. um, even though he is an absolute modern psychopath yeah. so yeah definitely one to watch out for um, 
you've brought it up already, Craig, but obviously a lot of the coverage I've seen draws comparisons to The Last of Us. Um, filming of Twisted Metal did rap before The Last of Us was aired. Um, but yeah, people are obviously like drawing lots of, as I say, lots of comparisons. It is another adaptation of a classic PlayStation game set against the backdrop of a dystopian future in which the lone heroes sort of wonder ferrying supplies between cities and places. Um, Both shows actually even place the end of the world at like the turn of the millennium. So this one is, um, you know, the apocalypse is hit in like 2002. Mm -hmm. Last of Us was like 2003. Um, They're both stories, I suppose, about seeking human connection at the end of the world. You know, the characters realising that all they need to get through is each other, that kind of vibe. Um, So yeah, I just wonder what your thoughts on that were. Like, I mean, should we even be comparing them? It's difficult. I mean, they're both going for completely different things. Mm -hmm. Like, The Last of Us is... It's more like I don't know. It's 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 like over like almost in the sort of Oscar side. You know yeah, what I mean? It's like yeah. it's going to win awards. It's yeah. it's much a deeper narrative. Whereas like Twisted Metal is more the sort of popcorn, have a good time. Like you're not going to win awards for Twisted Metal, mm-hmm. but it's fucking good. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It's yeah. It, it's difficult to I would say to put them next to each other. I, what, one thing I would say though is in terms of like the sort of critical and especially the audience reaction like Sony are flying high right now with these yeah. I think it's just amplifying that this like narrative that I don't know gaming movies or TV series you know can be done really really well there's you know for so long as we've as we we were all all very aware that you know there's so many shitters out there. Well, that's the thing, yeah. I mean, other than the 1993 classic Mario <laughs> Super Mario Brothers, uh, the movie, like it, it has <laughs> been it has been tough going. Um, but that corner is well and truly turned. Yeah. Like it, it really has now. And yeah, I I think there's room for both. Like I know that. Currently, a season two hasn't been confirmed for this. I can't imagine not getting a season yeah. two. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I, obviously, we don't know how season one ends. Like I say, we've still got four episodes to go, but it was interesting to note on IMDb that the six episodes we've watched so far are all hovering around like 7.5-ish like in user score, whereas episodes seven, eight, and nine are eights mm-hmm. and then episode 10 is like a 9.0 okay, so it's supposed to pick up like quite a lot and that excites me because from what what we've seen so far i've really enjoyed so mm-hmm. if the, if the best is still to come then I, I just i don't know i'm having a look here so if you go to rotten tomatoes the um the critic scores sixty eight percent, which isn't bad at all, considering critics were never going to go absolutely mad for this. Mm-hmm. But audience score ninety four percent. Yeah, there you go. Like, folk are really enjoying it, mm-hmm. really enjoying it, and I, I think the reaction to that will be a second season. From what I understand as well, it wasn't a particularly high budget 
like production either. And so I don't I don't think they've got much to lose by by sort of going again. Mm-hmm. Um as we've been watching it, the phrase oh tune has come out your mouth multiple times during during it. So what's your take on the soundtrack? <laughs> The soundtrack's been excellent. Yeah, it's been pretty good. Pretty There's good. been very, very few songs that have come on that you haven't been like, that's a banger. Mm, but also a song you've not heard in a very long time. Like, uh-huh. I, I don't frequently listen to Cisco, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a, that was a particularly <laughs> good scene, to be fair. I think, yeah, all of it, like, it's, it's just... It's almost what you sort of expect from, like from the Deadpool writers mm-hmm. because I, f- I feel like the soundtrack and that those films are pretty good as well like they capture the moment and they're able to use the like the songs they choose as like a sort of way to introduce humour mm-hmm. a lot of the time and I, I just I think uh, it's really well done I, you know I, I, it's definitely not going to be everyone's type of humour though I think that's the thing like I don't know yeah maybe not but I do think also there is enough yeah enough heart and you're getting a lot of like i don't know there's like some pretty touching backstories Mm. there's people making pretty good decent connections like even some of the the sort of secondary characters like i think it was episode five again no spoilers but there was there was two sort of side characters that that you sort of got an idea of their backstory and then um and then them coming together, and I was like, you know what? That was that's something you're probably not going to see those characters again. But that was really nice. Like it was just, I don't know. I, I feel like they've captured the sort of despair of the world and people trying to make connections, mm-hmm. kind of similar to the Last of Us in mm-hmm. that way. I think, yeah, yeah. But it's just like the Last of Us, obviously, coming from the the game and stuff like that, and the the source material, like it. it it doesn't necessarily. It doesn't do the same type of humor. It does have some a couple of funny moments, but it's not the same humor. Mm. Yeah, there is actually a quote in episode seven, which we've not got to, but um, Sweet Tooth apparently warns like um, traveling companions, shall we say? Um, he says, "We all know what I do to naughty dogs." And I wonder if that is a little <laughs> reference that they've just stuck in there, obviously. I mean, as I say, the filming on this rap before The Last of Us aired, but I mm. guess they would have known they run in the same, you know, like circles yeah. kind of thing. They would have known that that was getting made and whether they... Of course. You know what I mean? So, Interestingly, just when I was checking it there, um, like, I mean, I'm not trying to say that this is on the same level as The Last of Us. Like, I think The Last of Us was a, a genuine classic TV show. Mm-hmm. But interesting to note there that The Last of Us's audience scores 89%. Mm. So at the moment, Twisted Metal on audience score is actually Sorry. higher, which is pretty yeah. crazy. Uh, I, I genuinely, like, I know there was a lot of sort of pushback from the early trailers mm. from a lot of people being like, this looks utterly shite. And I don't know, I was kind of like, I just, I, I just had faith in it somehow. I just thought it would be, I thought it would be decent. It's better than decent though. Yeah, James just wrote and said, I honestly thought this would be complete ass, but I loved it. Bring on season two. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought they would do like, a, as I say, like just like an, an admirable job. Aye, that was all right. But it exceeded my expectations. Like I wasn't expecting to care about as many of the characters like 
I mean, I've played the Twisted Metal games. I couldn't give a fuck about any of them. I always thought Sweet Tooth was a cool character, but like, I don't know. We were talking about it yesterday about the characters in the game, and I couldn't like when you read them out to me. I was like, right, and that rings a bell. That mm. rings a bell. That rings a bell. But mm. see, if I don't know if I was in fucking some sort of TV game show and somebody was like, name four Twisted Metal characters, I couldn't have done it. Mm. Like, I would have struck out after Sweet Tooth because that's he's the one you remember mm. like I didn't we had to check John Doe the guy that Anthony Mackie plays I didn't realise he was a character in the game I would if you put a gun to my head I'd have said I probably is but I wouldn't have been able to tell you for sure I don't think anyone would be putting a gun to your head for that and Twisted Metal they would okay. <laughs> no fuck it in Twisted Metal <laughs> okay um, so yeah we'll obviously report back just our final thoughts I guess once once we do finish it but yeah let us know your thoughts as well if you have had a chance to see it um do we rate this one yet given we've not completed it it's hard to because we haven't finished it mm. we could rate it based on our opinion so far i would go a four i would go a four as well i'm, I'm genuinely impressed by it mm-hmm. also i mean this isn't really a spoiler but <laughs> just <laughs> there's a fat cop in it who's brilliant he's absolutely brilliant you know what I mean yeah and uh, at one point in episode 5 he just turns around and calls somebody a douche nozzle <laughs> it's just the way he does it I really like that guy I'm, he's he's one of my favourite characters and I, I can't speak too much about him because his story I don't know, evolves as it goes on mm. and I'm sure it's going to continue to evolve. Um, I don't want to give anything away, but I don't know. He's a character that's really grown on me. I really like him. Mm. I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. Okay. I'm needing a season two of this. Yeah. And I think it'll be confirmed. Hopefully. See, just one thing as well, just before we sign off, I found this interesting. So when I went to see Turtles, they had some trailers on and one of the trailers was for Gran Turismo. Mm-hmm. Still just listed as august hmm. are they going to give us a date because it's fucking august have you checked since no it says it's set for a limited release on august 11th before going wide on august 25th all oh, right not sure what that means <laughs> at least it's got a date then yeah i hadn't seen any news about a date and then still in the trailer it just says august I'm like, right, well, you might want to get around to telling folk when that might be. Yeah. Breaking news from Jess there. <laughs> August 25th, unless you're in the limited. Well, it says August 11th, but then, oh, I don't, I, I don't understand. I'm sure we'll be covering it at some point. Yeah, August. I don't have time on here to quickly, yeah. No. Anyway, um, we have yet to decide a film for next week, so check our socials. We're going to put poll. Yeah, you, because Threads was released before it was ready you do not have the option of doing polls on or anything on threads yet so i think what i'll do is i'll make a poll on a third party and i'll put the link so that it can be passed yes. around all the social medias yes. and it'll have four or five options for a, a film next week and we'll leave it open for 24 hours and stuff and people can choose mm-hmm. indeed you so yeah look out for that and that's us for this week I'm done. Put a fork in me. Why? Because I'm done. Okay, I didn't know that was the thing. That's the same. No. Look it up. Okay.
Okay, thanks as always for listening. Hope you enjoyed. And we'll catch you next week. Ta-ta-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.